Hi, it's Ethan Hayter and you're listening to QuickLink Podcast. It's QuickLink Podcast 435 for Friday the 11th of March. The week's pair of World Tour stage races continue to trundle across France and Italy, while there's minor action elsewhere. But first of all, happy birthday to Tish Benut of Yumbo Visma. Hopefully he's recovering after crashing out of Strada Bianchi. To Tanel Kangert of Bike Exchange, the four-time Estonian time trial champion. To Anton Pouncer, enjoying his second season with Bora Hansgrohe. And to Evie Richards, who enjoyed two World Cup top tens and was seventh at Cyclocross Worlds in 2021. In the day's headlines, Volta at Catalunya and Giro Donna have both revealed their routes for this year. Multiple days in the Pyrenees for the former, while the latter promises live TV coverage and a quarter of a million euro prize pot. That begins with three days on Sardinia before heading north through the mainland to a finish on stage 10 in Padova. In today's minor races, Croatia then and Sean Flynn won the first stage of the Istrian Spring Trophy. Matt Ricitello was second and yesterday's prologue winner Matev Govakar was in third. Women's action in the Netherlands at Drents Act van Westerveld, which attracted a strong field for a third-tier race. 134 kilometres, Kermes style with three long laps, and then three finishing circuits in and around Drenthe as a warm-up for the big race on Saturday. Bunch sprint always inevitable, and it delivered one as Christine Majeris of Estiworks was fastest to the line for her 40th pro victory. Canadian champion Alison Jackson second for Live Racing Extra, Flirty Mackay third for DSM, fourth Talita de Jong, fifth Maika van der Duin, then Cool Consoni, Confla Lonieri, Cecchini and Hankeveld. Now to France, where Katie at Right Bike Repeat has a day six of eight from Paris-Nice. Stage six of Paris-Nice was the longest stage of 2022's edition of the race. Taking in 213.6 kilometres between Courtesan and Aubagne, the stage included just over 3,000 metres of climbing, with three Cat 2s and two Cat 3s along the way. There were six non-starters at the beginning of the stage, thankfully falling some way short of the previous day's staggering 18 non-starters. Today's fallers included sprinters Fabio Jakobsen and Jasper Philipsen. The day's early break was five men strong and included polka dot jersey wearer Valentin Madwas of Gruparma FDJ alongside Yevgeny Fedorov of Astana, Johan Jacobs of Movistar, Sebastian Grignard of Lotto Sudal, Julius Vandenberg of EF EasyPost and Victor Koretsky of B&B Hotels. Their lead over the bunch maxed out at around four and a half minutes before the peloton slowly began to reel them back in again. And with 80 kilometres to go when we joined the live broadcast, they held a lead of just under two and a half minutes. Despite the fact it seemed like it had a breakaway day written all over it, Intermarché, Wanty Gobert and Trek Segafredo had other ideas, obviously seeking stage wins, perhaps through Biniam Gamay and Mads Pedersen respectively, as if it wasn't a day for the breakaway, it could well be one for the hardier sprinters. With around 40 kilometres to go, the gap was just under a minute, and the breakaway began to attack one another, with Johan Jakobs moving clear at the front and Viktor Koretsky chasing. Former Mountains jersey wearer Matt Holmes of Lotto Sudal attacked off the front of the peloton and chased down the current king of the mountains who had been dropped from the breakaway group Madwas before passing the rest of the breakaway stragglers and joining up with Jakobs and Koretsky. This group of three worked together for a while to try and stay away, although their lead was rapidly diminishing. The peloton worked up the climbs and then finally caught the remains of the breakaway on a descent with 25 kilometres to go. Koretsky continued to work on the front to try and maintain his lead, but was swept up by the bunch as the pace increased. Hugo Uhl, riding for Israel Premier Tech, was there despite being the sole remaining rider for the team, so we were all rooting for him, let's face it. Trek continued to drive the pace, with Jumbo Visma paying close attention. 
With nine kilometres to go, Total Energy's Mathieu Bergado clipped off the front and carried on alone, taking intermediate sprint points before building up a gap of 18 seconds to the rest of the peloton, where the attacks began to open up with Guillaume Martin and Matteo Jorgensen, among others, at the sharp end of the action. The bunch came back together and closed in on Bergado as the line drew closer, but it, and it looked certain that he would be caught. And with the metres ticking away, Wout van Aert and Mads Pedersen opened up their sprints, but it was too little too late as Bergado raised his arms to cross the line and take his first pro win and the first significant victory of the season for Total Energies. It was a brilliant breakaway win and we love to see it, don't we? Let's face it. Top 10 on the stage was as follows. Mathieu Bergado from Total Energies won, with Mads Pedersen from Shrek Sigafredo in second and Wout van Aert from Jumbo Visma in third. Fourth was Biniem Gamay Hailu of Intermarché Wantigo Bermaterio. Fifth, Brian Cocard of Cofidis. Sixth, Luca Mezget of Team Bike Exchange Jayco. Seventh, Ivan Garcia Cortina of Movistar. Eighth, Dorian Godon uh, from Ajitza Citron, who had a great recovery after having a crash near the end. Ninth, Florian Seneschal of Quick Step. And tenth, Luca Mazzato of BNB Hotels. There was no change in the GC standings after the race, with Primus Roglic still leading, 39 seconds ahead of Simon Yates in second and 41 seconds ahead of Pierre Latour in third. Tomorrow's stage begins in Nice and is due to finish on the colder Torini if the snow holds off. To the race of the two seas and stage five of Tirreno Adriatico as the race reached the Marche region of Italy. Tere Pagaccia into the blue GC Leeds jersey after he took off in the final 300 metres to win yesterday's stage de Balante. Remco Evenepoel second on GC at 9. Previous leader, Filippo Ganna down to 3rd at 21. Timon Aronsman at 36. Theo Gegenhardt at 43. Jonas Vinigal, Miguel Angel Lopez and Marc Soler all within one minute. The purple points jersey is with Tim Muller on Pogaccia's behalf. The white best young rider jersey being worn by Remco Evenepoel, despite surrendering it to Pogaccia yesterday with a remarkable final kilometre display of naivete. And the green King of the Mountains jersey is worn outright by someone or other who rides the trek. 155 kilometres tomorrow, it's the shortest stage of the race. From Sefro and East heading through the rolling hills of the Rossa Frassasi Natural Park, taking a detour north before heading southeast towards the Adriatic coast and the first classified climb of the day at Monte Urano, 100k in. There's an uphill intermediate at kilometre 130. Two more classified climbs in the final 10k, including the 12-cent kicker to the line in Fermo. 160 riders remaining in the race as Richard Carapaz, Nasabuani and Simon Consoni didn't sign on this morning. Seven riders leaving the race so far, Caleb Ewan abandoning yesterday, still feeling the effects from his Stage 3 crash and opting to recover ahead of Milan San Remo next Saturday. Peter Sagan, Ruben Guerrero and Giovanni Visconti also out. A couple of early attacks during a gently descending first 20k from the likes of Ballerini and Maurice, Carmijan and Simon, Sharon Christophe and Maestri tied a move together but nothing sticking as the peloton started to head into the hills. On the first ascent of any note, groups tried to clip off the front. Shah, Gogol, Tomar, Bardet, Squinge, Brambria, Ackerman and Pino among the two dozen or so riders who tried making moves up an unclassified 12k climb to Pietra Rossa and then descending down towards Grottaccia, but no one able to escape with still over 50k to go before the day's first of three cat three pointy bits. Rudig Selig of Lotto Sudal was one of the riders who attempted a move early on, but he abandoned shortly afterward around the 50k mark. Mark Balloon of EF joining him as a DNF, but at time of recording, this is uh, 5.30 in the evening, uh, no news from either rider or either team on what happened. 
Approaching the 60k mark, Nelson Oliveira of Movistar, Clement Russo of Arkea and Valentin Ferron of Total Energy had opened up a small gap ahead of the bunch, which was starting to split on a 6% ramp into Treya. Again, moves and counters jostling the pack, the front of which were 30 seconds down the road in three distinct groups, which eventually came back together over the top, but nine riders managed to bridge across to the front three, so joining them were Benjamin Tomar of Cofidis, Zandro Maurice of Alps and Fenix, Jon Hanler, Strepo of Jerome Hopper, the Yolo Cometa duo Vincenzo Albanese and Francesco Gavazzi, David Ballerini of Quickstep, Gianluca Brambia of Trek, and Warren Barguil joining his Arkea teammate up front. Benjamin Tomar, the best place on GC at 108 to Pogaccia, the gap just shy of two minutes was 70k raced, so unlikely that UAE would let these dozen go to the line. Gap out to 2.40 at the halfway mark of this shortest stage of the race. Still another 15k or so of flat road to the hill surrounding Monte Urano, and the gap increased over the lump ahead of it, with Francesco Cavazzi taking the 5km points at the top of Urano. Urano. Uvavu. Urano. That's another 90s reference for you. Into the final 30, the gap at 3.20, and the dozen in the break motoring on towards the uphill intermediate sprint at Capodaco. Gavazzi needing to take both of the two classified climbs to wrestle the green jersey from the ginger gobshite, but with the pace behind them, it seemed unlikely that the 12 would make it home untagged, with Tomar now the virtual leader, 2.06 up on Pogaccia. Benjamin Tomar taking three points, but more importantly three bonus seconds at Capodaco. 22k from home now, gap 2 minutes 20. Warren Barguil looking strong and taking off as the front group tackled a short 10% climb, attacking after his Arkea teammate Clement Russo had done some donkey work at the front and sacrificed himself. Tamar strongest in reacting to the move as he race headed into the finishing loop around Fermo, this pair pulling away into the descent with Maurice, Oliveira, Rostrepo, Velasco, Albarese, Gavazzi and Ferron making contact again on the way down. Just outside the final 10, Tim Wellens popped up the front of the bunch, gap down to 2 minutes 5, UAE looking comfortable that they'd reel everyone back in, especially as the 9 at the front had started to ease the pace wondering if they were going to work together for a stage win. Over the KOM with 9k to go, Zandu Maurice took the maximum points there, gap to the pack now at 125. Remco Evenepoel with ideas of his own back in the bunch, Pogaccia straight on his wheel after Solaire had been setting the Pace up the climb and Jonas Vinegal tracking the duo and they quickly swept up Brambia from the remnants of the day's break and he hopped in this new chase group of four. And then absolute madness as all but Brambia missed a 90 degree right-hander turn, Evenepoel, Pogaccia and Vinegal going straight on and then that move rendered utterly pointless in a mere matter of seconds. The leaders now under the 5k banner, Barguil again tapping off the front, Ferron taking his wheel. Gap 55 seconds to the GC lads, 10 seconds behind them, Evnepoel was being paced on by two quick-step domestiques after that wrong turn where he reacted slowest. Barguil losing Ferron on the sharpest point of the ramp up to the Flamme Rouge, out of sight of Maurice, Oliveira and Velasco who were trying to chase him down. He had 25 seconds to play with over the trio, the bunch still at one minute. 15% slopes over the cobbles, speed bumps and corners to the line from the Flamme Rouge for Barguil. Imagine the finish of Strada Bianchi, but without a crowd. Bunch closing in on the chase trio, but powering over the top and riding directly into the sunlight. A seventh pro win for the 30-year-old. Win then for Warren Barguil of Arkea Samsic, his third at World Tour level since taking two stages of the 2017 Tour de France. Zandro Maurice sprinting around the final corner to take second for Alps and Fenix from that chase group. Simon Velasco of Astana, third of Nelson Oliveira of Movistar. Richie Port burst out of the GC group to snatch fifth for Ineos ahead of Bogaccia, Vinegal, Mass, Evenepoel, Hindley, and Lander. Tadej Bogaccia remains in blue after Benjamin Tomar cracked late on. Evenepoel stays second at nine, he loses no time. 
Aronsman up to third at 43, losing 7 seconds. Vinegal leaps Gegenhardt into fourth at 45. Lopez and Porter fifth and sixth, both at 1 minute. Gegenhardt slips to seventh at 103, then Hindley 106, Mass 111, Keldman 114. All the minor jerseys stay where they are ahead of tomorrow's penultimate stage, which rolls for 170k from Apeccio to the foot of the all category Monte Carpegna. The classified section of the climb is 6k long, averaging 10%, and they'll tackle that twice on a finishing loop with a descent back to town in the middle. Sunday's stage should end in a bunch finish, so it's the last chance for the GC boys to duke it out. Tomorrow sees the second dose of Women's World Tour action with Ronde van Drenth, won last year by Lorena Wiebes. So we'll cover that alongside the penultimate days of both Paris-Nice and Terreno Adriatico. Any updates from Croatia and also from Nokera Cursa Juniors, as well as any of the day's other headlines. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, ride safe and take care. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuicklinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.